Hello and welcome to The A-List, the podcast that asks the world's top advertising professionals how they got started in the business. I'm Tom Chrisman, Chief Creative Officer at DeMassimo Goldstein in New York City. Today, I talk to Matt Ian. He's a group creative director at Droga5. We talk about growing up in Greenwich, Connecticut, getting fired from his first job, and why words are stupid. We also talk about Tom and Matt's motorcycle trip around South America, which some companies should sponsor because we want to do that. The A-List is brought to you by Ad House Advertising School, advertising age called Ad House New York's newest, smallest, and arguably hippest ad school. Their philosophy, an ad class is only as relevant as the professional who teaches it. Ad House classes are taught by the best in the biz in the agencies where they work. You get 10 weeks of classes for just 600 bucks. To apply, go to adhousenyc.com. That's adhousenyc.com. And for the latest news, follow AdHouseNYC on Facebook. Hey, Matt, Ian. Hello, Tom Christmas. How are you doing? It's been a long time. It has indeed. Um, you, uh, you and I met when uh, I was at Shiat, and you, I think, knew Simon McCoy and uh, Richard... Richard, why am I? Overall, yeah. Overall. Why am I blanking on overall? He's going to hate. He's going to come back from Australia really angry. Exactly. Um, and they were like, Matt, you got to meet Matt. He's awesome. And I met you. Yeah, no, I worked with, I worked with those guys. Um, fuck, man. It must have been like uh, 1998 we all worked here. 97, right. 98. At Shite. So I predated you. Yeah. I was already out of there. You must have started after like 2000. I started in 2000. Um, yeah. Okay. And I was yeah. there until 2002 or three, I think. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, we want to just kind of go back to, um, your days. Uh, you're at Droga five right now. I am. Yeah. Uh, which is pretty cool. That's where all the kids want to work. All the, uh, all the young people I've been told they, not to say yeah. kids. <laughs> <laughs> they don't like being called kids. Um, but, well, they, um, they're all essentially young people to me here now. I feel like I know it's starting to happen. I'm, That's starting yeah, to happen. That happens. Exactly. I just, old man, man. Yeah. yeah. I try not to go into that every single podcast, but yes, <laughs> <laughs> the more I reel in the years with people, the more I realize that uh, it's a long time ago. Um, so tell us a little bit about Matt, Ian, and where did you grow up? What did you, uh, what did you do? Uh, and what was it like? And what did you want to be? Um, well, yeah, I, I grew up in, um, in Greenwich, Connecticut. So not too far from uh, where I work now. Um, and uh, it was pretty much like you would expect growing up in Greenwich, Connecticut. So there's no real, like, I don't have, like, any cool, like, you know, oh, man, it was rough, man. We moved around to a lot of different countries. I don't have, like, a cool story. You, didn't, it was, like, you, you I need to start stealing time. cars. Apparently. Yeah, you know, I spent the first 17 years of my life, like, with kids who played lacrosse and stuff like right, that. So, right, Yeah, it was, it wasn't really all that, all and that eventful. Wh- what of, did you want to be, though, when you were growing up? What, what, what did your parents do? What did you, what did you want to be? Yeah, well, no, it's weird. I just wanted to, like, I, I, like, ever since I can remember, I, I wanted to be an advertiser. Now, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't want to do that. Um, I wanted, I don't know, I honestly, like, I was, I was kind of, you know, all I really cared about was, like, playing music, like, rock and roll. Basically, from the time, like, I I was about 10 years old, um, my parents got me a bass, mm-hmm. you know, just to give me some sort of, like, because I was, I was, I was pretty much afraid I was a pretty bad student with l- no interest, like, really early. Right. You know, I was, like, falling behind by, like, third grade. So, so you they were be- just trying to give me something to be, like... Hey, maybe he'll be good at this. Maybe right. he'll be good at that. I could draw pictures um, in class and right. make my friends laugh. Yeah. And I liked, you know, listening to records. So basically, like, those are the two things I liked. Um, so they were trying to at least feed one of those interests. Like, So I got that, and I got some lessons. But, of course, I didn't practice. So <laughs> I kind of didn't do very well at that. And then I picked it up a few years later and just started, started teaching myself how to play slapping the um, bass as they say yes exactly so then i started playing in bands and stuff so that was kind of what i was interested in mm-hmm. and i wasn't really interested in school at all i didn't do well in school at all and i was you know i mean 
there wasn't a lot. I didn't have a whole lot of options after high school um, right. be- because of that. But um, so, like everybody else in Greenwich, is like you know, it's like the end of summer, senior year. They're all going off to Ivy League schools, um, and uh, you are what? What are you? What are you? Were you I'm, I rem- I'm, I'm definitely not going to Ivy League school. Right. I'm. Uh, yeah. You're just but like, no, what I am could, I going to do? I could, I could, I could draw though. So I was, right. I did okay in art classes. Okay. Um, and because of that, I, uh, I had an art teacher who, um, uh, Miss Jankowitz, she, she took sort of pity on me, kind of saw something in me and she was, uh, she, you know, helped me build a portfolio that like art schools would look at. Oh. So I, so I started, you know, so I started like going to. So like commercial art? Or like package design, like what? What are we talking about? I mean, at that point, you know, my portfolio was just paintings and drawings. Illustrations. Really. I mean, it was just yeah, like it was just you know, basically the. Does this kid even have any sort of raw, innate ability? <laughs> That's basically what they were looking at. You know, right. is there some sort of, uh, you know, can is there. Does, can can he think like an artist at right. all? Like that's basically, I think, what they were looking at because they certainly weren't, you know, uh, getting me in there for like looking at me for my uh, technical uh, proficiency at that point. I was I was pretty raw, but right. um, but yeah, like I had some interesting things. Like I would do like self portraits as you know, you know, historical characters and stuff like that. I would like like do little assignments and stuff that like you know and make them kind of. Interesting conceptual solves, I guess you know for a high school student there are conceptual solves. Right. Um, this is you know so I don't know I think that like I got um, you know so I got enough people interested to where I actually got into college like I went to to I started at Pratt Institute. Um, okay. Which, you know for me was no like with my I think I was actually on like probation in the beginning though because my grades were so terrible coming out of high school and then I had I didn't have great SATs like right. so it was just really that like they were like well this kid's got a little bit of artistic ability you, you know? were so, you were at Pratt I was at FIT ah there you yeah. go yeah so uh, yeah we were the you, you know you were the fancy kids up there at Pratt yeah <laughs> were we fancy <laughs> I thought so because it was like oh, Pratt man. Institute and I oh, was, yes, it was. It was an in, it was an institute. And it was Fashion yeah. Institute of Technology, but it was fashion, you know, and people were always like, what are yeah. you doing there? Because you don't have any fashion sense. And I would be like, no, it's for advertising. Anyway. I, so, yeah, but I remember thinking that, like, at the time, like, they have advertising there? Yeah. It's no, people still ask fashion. that. Um, yeah. <laughs> so you, so you, you get into Pratt. Did you have to show them a, a portfolio to get into the school? I did. I did. I showed them. I had like you know some work to get in, like yeah. um, paintings and drawings and stuff like that. that so I so right away on. you were like, unlike most kids who are like getting by on their SATs and stuff, you had to get by on your creativity. Basically, there was that, or 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 I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if the military would have taken me. I'll be honest. Yeah. So it was that, or yeah. And then so how did you go from that? How did you find out about advertising, like the advertising part of uh, the thing? Um, well, so, yeah, so I did my foundation year at Pratt and, um, you know, and then I did my, I started to do my, my sophomore year and, um, I, I was gravitating more towards the, like, I I decided I was going to major in graphic design and I was liking the whole, like the conceptual side of it. But even in graphic design, I felt like there was, there wasn't enough of that. Like I wanted to solve problems in incredibly conceptual, cool ways, like, oh, the solution for this should be, like, a bicycle or something like that, you know? And they'd be like, no, we want you to, like, learn how to, like, hand-draw this typeface. No, you got to learn learn the basics. Yeah, exactly. So there were – I had a couple of classes that that started to scratch the conceptual itch. Right. And I was like, oh, these are really cool, but how come there's not more of that? Mm -hmm. And I remember at the time I was dating dating this girl – who was a I, when I was a sophomore? She was graduating, or she was a senior. Oh. No, she was a senior. She was gonna graduate, but she knew a lot more about that world. And she was like, "Well, you know, if you if you want that sort of education, there's a bunch of other schools that are probably better than this. There's one, there's one out in Pasadena called Art Center. Uh-huh. Um, and then I actually ended up uh, a, a guy I grew up with um, who's become a 
big name director in advertising, Tom Coons. He and I mm-hmm. were friends back at that time as oh, well. You, you like, grew we, up with Tom Coons. Yeah, so he yeah, he was like a year ahead of me in high school right. and um he he and I played in a rock band together. Okay. Um and uh I yeah, worked so with like, Tom at Kirschenbaum. Um, yeah, that's that's right. That's from right. like ninety four to two thousand. Um and he and Mike McGuire were partners and, and they were uh they were the, the bad boys of uh of Kirschenbaum. Um, yeah, and he's gone yeah, to be a big, right. big time director. A lot of, a lot of people there. Uh, have, Brian Hughes was there, and yeah. um, who else was there? But, that was uh, a really, really good time there. Man. Yeah, that, it that, was. that place was just firing on all cylinders. It was really. I felt, I felt like I, I snuck in there and was able to hang out with the cool kids. Yeah, um, yeah but that was so, the place to work. So you knew, York. you knew Tom growing up. But where did Tom go to school? Did, how come you didn't just follow Tom or hang out with Tom or? So he was, yeah, he was going to, he, he started at uh, Maryland Institute oh, okay. of Art, and mm-hmm. then he, he transferred for the same reason, because he wanted more of like an advertising thing. So he went to Syracuse. Okay. So I, but he was like, hey, um, if what you're looking for, again, he, he, two people told me, he told me Art Center was really good for mm-hmm. what I wanted, and my girlfriend at the time did as well. Right. So the two of them both said, I was like, well, that's two people that said that. It must be the right school. Right. And that's about as much research yeah. as, I, as I did back then. So, um, you know, that... Probably just as good as, as all the other research you could have done. Yeah, you know? exactly. So I ended up transferring out there. In, and and in you went to life. Pasadena. You just moved to Pasadena. Yeah, I just, I, I often awesome. moved to Pasadena. Um and uh, it was, yeah, no, I was, I always wanted to kind of like check. I'd never even been to the West Coast before. Right. So I was just like, hey, this will be fun. I'll get to see LA yeah. and also move there. Yeah. Um, but and, then uh, you're in Pasadena and you're like, oh, damn, I'm not. Exactly. It's like I'm just <laughs> short of it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like moving to Jersey because you want to be in New York. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, you know, I was no offense, road. Pasadena. You're awesome. No, it, I, I, I really like Pasadena. It's quite nice. You know yes, what? And if, and, you know, if once you kind of start shooting commercials and stuff, you end up seeing it a lot more. Yes, so. you're there uh, every time. Yeah, yep. yeah exactly. Um, but, um, yeah, so so I, I moved to Pasadena and I finished out there. But, you know, for me it was like, I think it was like, you know, I, I that was my four-year education. Like I just happened to wind up in the thing that I ended up doing. Right. I know a lot of people though don't do that. I think it's 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 different. What do you mean they don't um, do what? Like, well, they don't end up in the. So they end up going to school for something else and then find advertising kind of and do it as more of like a right a master's yeah. program or something like that. No. I didn't end. Up, I mean, my yeah. advertising education is my four-year education it's my bachelor's so it's yeah the same. mine too yeah. uh, and i always yeah. felt like a freak because you know yeah. it's like you know everybody else is like two years older than me or something you know um in my sort of class of people um but i feel like i got a two-year head start on them because they were all you know i got yeah. jumped right in so uh you're in pasadena you're at so you finally figure out that advertising is the thing and did you start building your portfolio uh, there, knowing that you would have had to have that and get a job and all that stuff? Yeah, so, I mean, I think at that place, again, like, to your point, like, most, most of the people I went to school with were, they were actually doing a second bachelor's degree, which I thought was kind of nuts, but, mm-hmm. like, they were, you know, they were a lot older than me, and um, they were, uh, you know, they were very career-minded, so mm-hmm. that was the intent of that place. It was like, hey, we're going to build you, like, by you know your seventh or eighth term, you're going to be building your portfolio that then you go right. take out in the world with and look for jobs. Yeah. So that's what I was doing. I mean, it, it was and it was a sharp book. Like, you have to know what you want to do to do that. Yes, exactly. It wasn't like you were like, "Hey, I'm, I'm maybe I'll try you know, it." <laughs> yeah. Art center, and maybe I'm going to bum around and like you right. know, you know, find myself on a you know. Che Guevara motorcycle trip through South America. That it sounds good though. If you want to do that, it, let's do it. It was. Yeah, Are you asking? Are you saying do oh, no, I want to do that? I'm all for it. Like, okay. Let's go. Well, now, yeah, having done 20 years in this business, I'm all for it. Let's, let's do, do it. it. Yeah. Who who Absolutely. wants to sponsor our motorcycle trip through South Africa, South America? <laughs> Sorry. Um, Anybody? So, kickstart so, that. <laughs> let's kickstart yeah. it. Um, so, did your parent? Were your parents like, oh, 
uh, he's going to be in advertising now? Were they okay with that? Or were they like, oh, what are you I think doing? they were just happy that, yeah, I think they were just happy that, like, there was a chance that I would find gainful employment and want to be moving home. I think that was what they were, like, it, it was like, oh, thank God. I think with me, it was, they were like, you know, it was unlike my sister, who was like clearly going to go to school and like find a job and be successful. With me, right. it was like, oh, shit. Is he going to... Is he going to be a drain forever? Yeah. Or, you know, so when they found that, like, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm actually enjoying this sort of, you know, commercially viable, uh, you know, path. Yeah. They were quite happy, I think. You know? So do you remember any of the, the first ads that you wrote that you were that you liked that you thought were great? Um, well, yeah. I mean, like back then, are you talking about like in the business or like just in school? No, in, like, sc- like, I mean, in school, I guess. I guess we're still yeah, in I mean, school. I wrote, I wrote for years. I wrote my stuff in my student book was like far better than anything I've made <laughs> in the world. Like and I'm talking right. years. Yeah. No, that that's the way like, it should be. Right. It should be like crazy. Like that'll never happen kind of stuff. Yeah. No. And right? I, I mean, I'm, and that's, I'm not saying my student book was great, but like I was doing some dreck out in the world at first, you know, right. I think that that was, and, and it was like, you know, I was trying to make the best of, of the assignments I had, but like, yeah. it's not like they were chucking me. What was the, the first problem, professional man? assignment you had? Where was that? Um, oh God! What was the first? Well, I I worked. My first job was at a place called Lambesis in San Diego. Lambesis. I yeah, I don't even know if it's around anymore. Uh huh. Um, How did you get that like, job? Uh, it, at the time, it was like this hot little boutique shop in San Diego that like was looking at. They were kind of recruiting from Art Center. Mm-hmm. So I actually got that job. Weirdly, like there's a um. There's a professional bodyboarder uh, by the name of Mike Stewart, who's, if you're into that sport, like, you know, if you, or if you live in Hawaii, I am. you know. I am is. very into bodyboarding. There you go. Bang. So, you, of course, you know Mike Stewart. Totally. Um, I have yeah. poster so on my wall. No, I've, I've never heard of him. But uh, yeah. let's. He's an incredible, he's incredible. Like, he's the guy that, like, I think he was one of the first guys to ever ride a bodyboard in, yeah. uh, in Jaws in Maui. But anyway, like, I'm not a surfer or anything, but he, I ended up getting hooked up with him because I was doing some freelance work uh, through somebody in Orange County who knew him, and he needed a a new logo for, like, his leash. He was building a, a, making a leash at the time. Yeah. Um, So you were a real hustler at this point, because you you had freelance gigs. Were you always doing, like, stuff for people, and was that a thing that you just did? I, you know, I don't know. I was, I was. I applied myself a little bit back then, like, you know, to go out and find little jobs and stuff like that. And, and you would get them through, I mean, people were looking for students at art center because, right. you know, they were like, Hey, they were generally regarded as good, yeah. but also like, you know, you could probably get a decent designer, you know, for in cheap. the seventh or eighth term to, for cheap. Exactly. Yeah. And so, you did like logos and stuff. Was that mostly what you were doing? And, yeah. Like yeah. little logo projects uh-huh. and stuff like that. Which can know, be, it can be fun. And a great way yeah. to sort of cut your teeth on the business side of it. Absolutely, absolutely. And it's like you know, you do a few things, and usually, like you know, you've 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 gotten like beat up enough in in school to like impress somebody out in the world. Like it's you realize right. you're like, oh, okay, I'm working my ass off on these assignments. Yeah. You know, if I just apply, you know, a fraction of that energy to yeah. some of these like real jobs, they'll actually be quite impressed. So yeah, so I did. Um, I did this. I did this leash uh, logo for him, and he was like, "Why don't I hook you up with this CD out there at Lambesis?" Who mm-hmm. you know, I just he had just done some. They were doing the Moray bodyboards ads, mm-hmm. so he had just done some work with them, mm-hmm. and because of that, he kind of hooked me up with the CD. I got hired, and uh, I worked there for like a year. That's so uh, cool, I, though. You you you, you turn you, you sort of flipped this like little freelance project which you hustled and how did you get that freelance project well that was you know it, it's funny like we uh, it, it a teacher gave us a real world project that was actually really cool okay now, cool yeah I'm, I'm just remembering this all now as you asked yeah, me yeah. so there was a, i had a teacher at art center who got us he's like we're going to do a real world project mm-hmm. you're all going to give us your solutions for the project and then they're going to pick the best one right right and it was for um Red Sand. You know what that brand is? Do you remember that brand? No. I think it started off. It was like a surf brand that was done out of Orange County. Okay. 
um, they, uh, this brand Red Sand, they, they came in and we did some, some like, it was like for packaging for their jeans or like identity. They were doing jeans. Really. Right. So we're doing some identity stuff for their jeans. And I guess we got, me and this guy I worked with got picked. They wanted to work with us. So we, we kind of did a little more of it. I don't know if it went anywhere, but I did. I met Mike through them. Right. And then, and then I met, yeah. So you never like know. Every, everyone you meet can be the thing. Yeah. Your, your first networking event. So like yeah. you, you, you just like, you, you impress everyone, you know, you do a great job and then people call you for other things and they, they, yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. That's very cool. Then, so you, so you're at Lambesis and how did you get that? How did you, did you have an interview? Did you have to go like show your yeah. book and stuff? Yeah. And yeah. How yeah, was that? I, whole, I love those in, stories. Went, drove down to San Diego, showed my book. Uh, talked to a few people and I think, you know, they were like, uh, let's take a chance on this kid. You know, I mean, at that time they were hiring a lot of, um, kids like me coming out of art center. Right. So there was like, you know, it was, it wasn't like they were taking some massive risks so they could kind of pull the trigger pretty quickly. And if it didn't work out, it didn't work out. Right. But, um, you know, I think that, uh, that, that like, it's good when, like, you – it was a pretty quick process. So I didn't have to spend a lot of time, at, like, after college, you know, doing the interview circuit and stuff yeah. like that. But, um, I mean, honestly, like, I, I interviewed with Wyden. I interviewed oh, you with did? Disney. Yeah, I interviewed with those guys. But I don't know. I didn't – they didn't hire me. I guess they, they saw – they didn't see it yet. <laughs> and did, were you, like, upset that you weren't working at the hot – what was your list? What were your what were your places where you were like, I got to work there. I want to work for that guy. What, you know, were the I, think my, I think my list at the time is I wanted to stay out west. Okay. So my list was, like, you know, pretty much who do you expect in, like, the mid-'90s. Out west, it was Goodby. Yeah. It was Wyatt. Shiat. Shiat, yeah. I mean, it was – those are probably the big three now that I think about it. I'm trying to think who else was around. It'd be wide you know, but there were places. Deutsch was like not Ground there yet. Zero. There were Ground Zero. Oh, right? Ground you know, Zero. I thought was really cool. And yeah. they worked there um, as a smaller shop. Uh, but yeah, it was it was pretty much that. But if I if I was like, uh, maybe I'll move back east. And it, back east, it was Kirschenbaum and it was you know Cliff. Right. Those are the places I thought were really cool. Yeah, so, Cliff Freeman. Um, and. So you you get this job at there's they're like sure let's do it and and you start and what's what's your first assignment that you got there do you remember oh god I don't even remember man I think you know what I think it was like for I think it was a pitch actually I think I went you know I think I might have gone freelance for the first couple weeks okay and it was a pitch or maybe it wasn't I'm not sure <laughs> but it was a pitch it was some pitch for like a. Like, you remember Hard Candy? Mm-hmm. Remember that nail stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think it, like it, I feel like polish. it was for that. I right. feel like it was that, for that, for that nail polish. Yeah. Well, yeah, you were perfect for that. Yeah. Hard exactly. Candy nail polish. Um, yeah. So uh, what, what, uh... What was your what was your work ethic like? What were you did you did you know what to expect? Did you jump into it like uh, with with uh, vigor, or were you like, oh my god, what am I doing? I have no idea. No, I I, I just I mean the place was very much like a all nighter kind of shop. Yeah, it was small. It was it wasn't run. It was lean. It ran incredibly lean. Yeah. So that was just what everybody did there. Mm-hmm. You just you just worked around the clock and you like, so it wasn't even really a question of, am I going to do that or not? It was just what you did. That was expected. Yeah. Yeah. And I wanted, and I wanted to work there. So I was like, okay, you know, I mean the biggest, the biggest client they had at that time, or like the most, like the most sort of visible prestigious client they had at the time was Airwalk. And back then, like mid nineties, they were kind of doing cool stuff for Airwalk. Airwalk so, uh, was like the BK, the other side of BK, like Deutsch was doing BK in New York. Uh, and yeah. Airwalk was the other side of it, I guess. The, the, yeah, and it was uh, the so West it was, Coast. There was some cool, like, cool work coming out of that, you know. For like, they were at a time that felt like, oh, okay, they're sort of rivaling Vans on that right. coolness front. Like they're kind of like, you know, they kind of have that that Vans cachet. It's like you kind of skate in Airwalk or you skate in Vans. So they had like a cool sort of feel to them but it, it you know it, I, it didn't really i don't know what happened to that brand yeah but I don't I don't know. at the time though in the 90s it was it was pretty cool um 
so I wanted to work on that stuff. I wanted yeah. to do like you know that kind of that kind of work, and I I didn't um I just yeah I didn't sleep. I didn't really like it was just it was it was all in. Did you did you have a yeah. partner? No, nah, they didn't they didn't really do it, but I did. That is the shop where I got um I changed from uh, art direction to copywriting. That so happened like so year, much. I did the same. Yeah. Yeah. You did the same, right? To get my yeah. first job, I had to prove to them that I was a writer because it was uh, Ogilvy and Mather Direct and they needed a writer and I couldn't find a job to save my life. So I was like, no, I'm a total, I'm a writer. I write things, words. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so so it's like, it's the kind of thing that like I remember thinking at the time that the, the creative director was like, look. You know, you're actually a better writer than you're an art director. And I remember being really like hurt by that because I never really considered myself a writer. But I, at this point in my in my life, I was like, I identified as a gra- you know a designer and an art director. Right. And he was like, Hey, you're not that great at that, but you're actually a pretty good writer. Like, what do you say we do that? We make you a copywriter. And I was like, You know, I really got to think about that, man. Like, I don't. Yeah. You know, this is not. That's not who I am. Like, yeah. That's not how I self-identify. You I'm could have really reacted to that badly. Yeah, and then he was just like, I don't know. He was like, well, you know, I'll give you another $20,000. And I think at the time I was making like $20,000. Really? So he doubled like, your oh, Yeah, of course. I'm a writer. Duh. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, that's as far as my principles went. So what <laughs> – yeah, I'll be a writer. Um, what yeah. did you – and how did you, did you – know, the next day when you were like, okay, I'm a writer now, what was it like? What was that like, that transition? It was actually liberating because I realized right. at that point that I actually enjoyed that part more. Yeah. I was doing a lot of the writing, and I think when you go to Art Center, there was like, especially at that time, there were it was just art direction. Yeah, well, it's called so, Art Center. Yeah, all right. Right, exactly. Yeah. So there was no writing program. I think we had a class in yeah. copywriting, mm-hmm. so it wasn't like anybody was there to do that. But you sort of had to do that if mm-hmm. you wanted writing in your book, like if you wanted headlines or whatever. Right. You had to write them, and because of that, I ended up sort of just learning how to do that out of necessity, you know, because I had to be my own writer. So by that point, I had actually gotten decent at it without really realizing I had. Like, it it was in service to the art direction, but like, oh, I actually really like this part better. What do you think? I like writing headlines. Like what do you I, think writing head, what, what is it about writing headlines and and I find that it's, it it is a lost art at this point like everybody's yeah. trying to come up with the apps and the and the uh the web doohickeys and the yeah here I am sounding like an old yeah. man again but uh when you're just like okay I just want a bunch of headlines like what what is the how do I get people to do that how do you how do you how do you get people to, I'm asking for a friend <laughs> just tell them their tweets ah. like write me some tweets Write now, some tweets. I, I think I, it, it is, though. But isn't that? I mean, isn't the yeah, the original tweets. Sort of yeah, it it's is. True. I mean, there's we're we're looking for brevity and impact within right. like a, a very short space. It's like it there's a there's a poetry in writing succinct, powerful headlines. How do you write right. headlines? What do you do when you when you have to like you're just like all right, I'm just going to write a bunch of headlines. How do you I do? I mean, it? I honestly I sit down and 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 just start writing them. On a on a worry. computer, on a pad. Yeah, what do you do? No, no. I I mean, I'm I'm I type, I type right. much better and think. I always have though. I think that like I've never really been the the the, the pad guy when it comes to writing. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but like, uh, yeah, no. I sit down and I type, I type them out, and um, I just I don't worry about if each one is is a ringer. Right. I just kind of write them and write them and write them. And what sometimes you find is your first expression of the of the thought is a little clunky, but like if you go back, it's it's actually a good thought. Right. You just kind of change the rhythm of it or economize it. I don't need those four words when that one will do. Right. That's actually a tight headline. Yeah. And I think that like, but if you don't put it down on the page, you're never going to be able to come back to it. So I right. think it is just a matter of like put them down, put them down, put them down, and then kind of go back through them as you as you think about them. Um, but in the beginning, like when I first, so when I got to Shia, it was 1997. And, and is this your, is this your second job after San Diego? You got, you went yeah, to Yeah, I got, Shia? I got fired. I got fired from that job. Ooh, how'd you get fired? Let's talk about yeah. that. I came, I came in late too many times, but I was working yeah. late. Yeah. So I was like, Hey man, I got to sleep. I've never been one of those guys who can get by on like three hours. Yeah. That's I've never crazy. been one of those. People. Neither have I. Like 
I'm just, I gotta like, I'm like an eight hour guy. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So I ultimately was like, well, I got to find sleep at some point. So I slept in the morning mm-hmm. and he was just like, look, you know, you've come in late too many times. I've warned you. Uh, yeah. So thanks. Right. You know, but so that was a year. And, uh, how did it feel to get fired? A lot of, a lot of people, a lot of people feel like you're not in advertising until you get fired. Yeah. Well, I got, I got the, the first, you know, the first one out of the way fast. Um, it was, uh, it was devastating. No, I remember feeling like, like, just like, wow, I guess I suck. That guy told me I suck, so I suck. Is this the same guy who told you you suck at art direction? And yeah, yeah, but he's only a decent writer, then he fired me. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but he, uh, you know, it, like, I guess, I don't, I don't know if, you know, it, it was devastating, but it made me work harder. Right. I guess. Because I was, after the, getting fired, I was terrified of being fired again. So I got, my next job I got at, was at Shiat, mm-hmm. back east. And, How'd you do uh, that? Got, what did you do? What did you do the next day after you got fired? Oh, uh, I think I, um. Got drunk. I was, de- I, well, I was kind of like seeing this girl who lived in Venice. So I think I went up over her house and just hung out in Venice for a couple months yeah. and then moved back to New York. Yeah. Um, you did. You moved back to New York. You were just like, I'm moving yeah. back and without a job. Yeah. yeah, I moved back without a job. Did you and, li- uh, Did you go back to your parents' house? Did you have to do that? No, Hopefully. no. I, 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 <laughs> it's like a long story. I moved in with that girl. Oh. We ended up like, you know, getting more serious and dating and mm-hmm. then moving in together into a place yeah. um, in New York City. Okay. Um, but, uh, it was, so yeah, so I got, I started just freelancing, you know, through friends I knew at art center, they were like, Hey, somebody was working at Shiat and she was like, Hey, come on in, you know, right. there's this freelance gig over here or, or she was working there and I got the freelance gig. That's mm-hmm. what it was. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I just did a couple, I did a couple months of freelance and then I got hired from that. Power of the network again. Exactly. Stay in touch exactly. with your uh, with your classmates and yeah. your uh, and your, your people that are doing the same thing you do. Have a, have a pack. Um, exactly. So you so you freelance for a little while. How'd you how'd you get the job? How, what, what did you do that that sort of impressed them? Um, I don't know. I think I just had I had a couple of good solutions for some tricky assignments. I remember one we did for uh, Comcast. Mm-hmm. It was uh, Comcast was a shy client at the time. And, you know, you'd get assignments like, okay, we redesign their vans, which right. honestly was the type of assignment they would kick to juniors at the time. But I, I would think, like, I would love that assignment now, like, just yeah. redesign all the Comcast vans. Like, that seems like a plum assignment yeah. now. But at the time when everybody was, like, trying to do the TV spots, that was the type of thing you would kick to juniors. So we got, me and my partner got that, and we were like, hey, let's redesign the, the vans like classic TV show cars. Oh, that's so, cool. So like we do like the Comcast van as like the Starsky and Hutch. That was my first thought. Like, that's that's cool. I love it. Yeah, so that so we were like, oh yeah, what if we did that? And yeah. I think like Lee Lee Cloud saw it and liked it and um Oh, we, that's we, cool. We got we got hired. Uh I don't know if it happened in quite that order, but it was something like that. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so <laughs> you go from this uh, place in, in San Diego, uh, you're fired, and then you you come back and you come back strong, and you get that job. Was that was that one of your first assignments there, or was that was that while you were freelance? That's how you got. I, that's I, how you got I, the job. I'm I'm gonna say while I was freelancing, but that's just that that may or may not be the truth. Right. I, I can't even remember. Right. It, it might not even have been that assignment. Well, I remember that ago. assignment being something that people took notice of you know which felt really good they're like hey you see that yeah. work that those juniors did it's right. kind of cool like so i remember that happening right. and um yeah so did, did you did you have uh i wanted to ask you about like what what campaign was was your first when you were like okay i've made it now like when when was that oh god i mean it wasn't for a while yeah like and i, I don't know if i still i'm still like hey have i made that campaign um <laughs> You know, and I think that that little bit of, like, shit, like, there's days where I'm like, have I done anything good yet? I got to, like, maybe right. I just need to keep doing that. And I think that, like, that, that like, nervousness and that anxiety is kind of what keeps you going, I think, to a certain right. degree. Like, the fear know, of, of being yeah. uh, 
mediocre. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. something like that. <laughs> but no, I think, I mean, the first one that I think got noticed, like in the world, um, man, that might have just really, like, I got some stuff that was, like, good, but then I think, like, there's some work we did for Motorola at Ogilvy when I was working with, did you, did you go to school with Gerald Lewis? Gerald Lewis. I, he might have been, like, slightly after you. He was an FIT guy as well. He sounds familiar. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm, I can't remember. I don't, I don't think so. Yeah, he, he and I were partners for a while. Okay. Uh, we started Ogilvy and we went to BBH. Together. Maybe it was a year, be was he with Jason Gaborio? Was he in that crowd? He might have been that crowd, yeah. Because I didn't, uh, yeah. I wasn't in the He dorms. might have been even after I was a Jason. commuter. I was a commuter from home. It was the worst. Uh. I did it all wrong. <laughs> I want to do the old school movie again and go back to college. Oh, man, me too. Me it feels too. so good when I'm it like, hits your lips. Yeah, exactly. Like colleges with like fraternities and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Real college. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so... So, so Gerald, Gerald I, Lewis was your partner at Ogilvy. At, at Ogilvy. And is that right after cool Shia? Stuff. Is that what you did after Shia? Ogilvy? Yeah, that's what I did after Shia. So yeah. I worked at Shia for three years. Yeah. And then I went to... Um, with Richard and Simon and those guys, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then I went to uh, and then I went to Ogilvy with, and and was partnered up with this guy Joe. And we did some, um, you know, we did some work for Motorola that I think was that kind of started getting like noticed. Like I think it was like, you know, what what were the industry pubs at the time? I'm trying to remember. Oh, uh, like Archive uh, and uh, it was One like, Show yeah, it was like Annual an Archive or something and, like that. Yeah, yeah. The One Show. They're all still there. They're just not books anymore. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I don't know if I don't know if we want a pencil off that, but I think we got some stuff for that. And, okay. And I remember like, oh, okay, stuff's getting noticed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was either that or like, yeah, I think it was that. That might have been the first thing. And then I went to BBH, and then at BBH. Wait, were you working years. for Bill Overlander on Motorola? Was that? I was. Was that I his was group? For Bill. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's how I know Bill from. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. he's, he's a good dude. Uh, he, he's really good obviously dude. he was, uh, at Kirschenbaum when I was there and, uh, yeah. he always yeah. used to be like, words, words are stupid. You don't need <laughs> words. It's all about the pictures. Um, yeah. Well, and, they are. Uh, yeah. You know that, right? What's that? So, words are stupid. are stupid. It's true. Words are stupid. If you take anything from this podcast, kids, damn yeah. it. I said kids again. Oh, God, I'm fired. It's just um, a word. It's a stupid word. It's like a stupid word. word. See how stupid words are? Yeah, young people. Um, what do you look for now? So now you're you're at. Yeah. I want to jump to now. So you're at Droga Five, where yeah. you know that's yeah. so cool. And uh, congrats on on, oh, on being a group creative director over there. Um, what? How is it different here than uh, where you've worked before? And what do you look for right. in things from from uh, young people when they when they want to work there? How could how could people work there? I think, you know, a lot, it feels like a lot has changed, right? It feels like, you know, everything is so radically different. But I think the people who still succeed, especially at a place like this, really haven't, like, coming into a place like this, coming in young to a place like this, coming in fairly inexperienced to a place like this, still do the sorts of things that I think, like, people did when we were young mm -hmm. to get ahead or to, to, to be successful. Like what? And it really, it, it has nothing to do with like, it just has to do with wanting to do this, like wanting to get back up after getting knocked down, which is something that happens every single day. You just get, yeah, you just get the shit kicked out of you, you every single you day. You fail every and, day. And you fail every day and you just have to want to like come at it again. I think the people who, I mean, we all get discouraged. Like, it's not to say that, like, well, don't get discouraged, because mm -hmm. you will get discouraged. You will get discouraged so often that you didn't think you had the capacity for that much discouragement. But, like, <laughs> you have to just keep coming at it. You have to go, like, I'm discouraged, but you know what? I got to, like, shelve that. I got to compartmentalize my angst. I got to, uh, like, and my disappointment. Mm -hmm. And I just got to come at it again. And, like, yeah. I have to have the right attitude. Because I think that, like, that's that's basically what I see here in the in, and I see here when people come here in time I've, I've been here for two years yeah uh, and the, I've seen people come 
since I've been here and are now like, you know, promoted to senior or something like that because right. they just had that attitude, the right attitude. And conversely, I've seen people just give up right. really easily. People who I thought were pretty talented, but like just sort of cop attitude very quickly and stuff. Yeah. And it just doesn't fly here. Yeah. You see, like, you know, you see David Droga rolling up his sleeves yeah. and getting in on stuff. You see Ted Royer right. rolling up his sleeves and getting in on stuff. I mean, yeah. like, you know, I mean, those guys, those guys don't get discouraged. Like, they, they don't, they get discouraged, but they don't let it get to them. They, they get in there. So it's like, I think people who see that and learn from that quickly are the people who do well here. And honestly, like, you know, there's a cultural fit that's right, but there's also, I mean, it's just willingness to, like, get excited about the work every time. Oh, man, we got to, what if we did this? Like, hey, yeah. this isn't even really my assignment, but I heard about it, and, you know, I just, like, there are, it sounds a little eager beaver, but, like, yeah. people genuinely mean it. The people and, who genuinely mean it do well. They and really do. What I see out of, out of you guys uh, at Droga is, like, there are, you know, you think of like these the cool agencies, quote unquote, um, and you know, oh, they the cool assignments, they get the the Converse or the you know the the cool new beer or whatever it is or like some fashion thing, or, but you guys have like bratwurst and and like osteo biflex yeah. and uh, yeah. you know things that are not sexy, and you 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 solve them creatively. Um, you know, and they they do. They feel like you know they're fun. They're fun answers to the to a business problem, and you can see the the answer to the business problem. But it's a, in a way that you never expected. No, and I think that like what what I really love about this place, and and it's funny because a lot of people, it's what I loved about BBH while I was there. Yeah, and a lot of the people I work with here were I worked with at BBH. Yeah. So. No, you do There's find that after there. after years of working in this business yeah. is like the same people sort of move from one place to another and you end up seeing yeah. them again. And... But yeah, but it's like Sarah Thompson, the CEO, yep. you know, Johnny Bauer, the chief strategy officer. Like they're like we all work together. We all came up there. Right. And there's a there's a there's a the smartness. There's like an intelligence and an insight in the work here that I think Yes. It doesn't that doesn't mean it's overly complicated and pretentious and you know it, it it's usually that actually helps its simplicity because it allows everybody to to understand what the idea is and the core of the idea and why it resonates very yeah. quickly yeah. and everybody can work towards the same you know the same end right. like everybody can, everybody knows what success looks like without squinting because we've so clearly defined what the idea is in the beginning and the idea comes from, it's not just like a price point, but there's a real purpose to it. And we, yes, we use the word purpose pretty liberally here because that's really what it is. It's like, what's our purpose? Let's right. define that very clearly. What's the brand's then, purpose? Yeah. And then it's like, okay, why does this brand exist? What's the right. purpose? And then that you, be, you can work to that a lot easier. And I think that that intelligence is what, really makes the work at Droga stand out. I, I, I do. I think it's, it's as simple as that. You know, it's the, I mean, there's a little bit more secret sauce to that and, you know, like without getting into kind of like how the decks are built and everything, um, there's, but it's really just comes down to that. It's like yeah. really purposeful work. Like, uh, and what, what kind of, what kind of people, uh, are you looking for when you, when you look at books, do you ever look at books anymore? Do you, do you do that? Yeah, no, I look at I look at books. I, what do you look for in a, in a book? Um, like I right now, um, I'm. I mean, I, it, it doesn't really matter actually. Like whatever. Like when I ran VW, yeah, I looked at books that were. I do. I don't really look at books from the category. I look at just books that are right. that are brought to me because you know they're compelling or whatever. Right. Um, I look for uh, just good thinking. It depends on what level you're at. Like. Yeah. If you're if you're a lot more senior, I'm gonna look for I'm gonna go look through the book for stuff that like I've seen. Honestly, like stuff like first glance at a book is what work in here has stood out enough where I'd recognize it, like right. from a thumbnail. Right. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I do look, but that's a way more senior hire. What about the younger people? What about like uh, the younger people? Junior. Is like I spend a little, I actually spend a little more time. I start to go through the pieces and just look for like good, simple thinking. 
Mm-hmm. You know, thinking that light comes from an insight, thinking that light, you know, and it could be for anything. It's not like I'm, I want to see more like cool youth brands or I want to see car work. Or right. I, wanna, I mean, I, wear, I run Sprint here now. I'm not looking for like the best telecom right. stuff. You know right. what I mean? I'm, I'm looking for work that shows me you can think. And what, and I what might kind hire of you based on a, you know, a, 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 I might hire you based on like a, you know, a diaper ad that you have in your book, right? For Sprint because it's because of the thinking. Because it's smart. That. What yes, what do you what kind of like things do you like to look for? Like, is it print ads? Is it uh, you know? Does it matter? What what's the? No, I mean, what I think, I, what, I think a I lot mean, of younger people think they need to come up with like a whole like website app. I see a lot of like app design things in books, and it's yeah, it's more about the thinking. It's always about the thinking. Like, I want to see like how how you brand thinking. And if you're a writer, you know, I would like to see some writing, some evidence that you can actually write versus. You know, because we're doing, I mean, it's not, it's, I don't know when this happened, when this started or where this started, Mm -hmm. but I feel like schools shifted their focus to, from craft to kind of making quasi planners out of creatives. Like they're, became like very like strategic, like the big, the big thing in there is like, you had to tell me your insight on a slide. Yeah. I go. I'll, trust me, dude. If it's in there, I'll find it. If there's an insight in this work, I'll find it. Yeah. You do not need to put that on the first page. So just like, make ads. Yeah, because, I mean, you don't do that with consumers. Right. So, yeah, I mean, just execution. And not to get – I wouldn't get too big and tricky with stuff because, you know, how do you actually – I think you get in over your head very quickly when it comes to, like, how you blow this stuff out. That said, right. you know, we do live in 2017. Mm. It shouldn't – I don't know if it should just be print ads anymore right. <laughs> or TV spots. It, right. it probably shouldn't be TV spots, you know, because yeah. there is a, a whole other level of craft there that, you know, when I, I tried to put commercials in my book when mm-hmm. I was an art center. I shouldn't have done that at all. Well, the difference, was, the difference now is you can actually shoot a television commercial on your iPhone yeah. and, and, you know, do a pretty good job of it if, if, if it's simple enough. I remember um, when well, I was in true. school true. and I was at uh, – I was interning at um, what was that? Uh, Margiotis Fertitta and Weiss, mm-hmm. which was a down on Lafayette. I don't think it's there yeah. anymore. Um, and I remember seeing a spot that they had done that uh, for like the I think it was the Children's Museum. And I was just like, oh my god, I wish I had thought of that. It was yeah. they took a, a Spider-Man Pez dispenser and they went up on the roof of Margiotis Fertitta and Weiss and they shot. A, a man's hand just moving the head and just they talked off camera like, hey, come down to the children's museum. And it was just like, <laughs> that's cool, you know, fun. Yeah. Um, like if if I saw something like that in a student's book, I think I would be like, oh, that's cool. That's fun. Like you, right. you want to – what I look for is like I want kids that – I want people – damn it – that make things, that uh, are um, are into making things and are curious about – about and want to make more stuff, even if it's like stupid, you know. Um, oh, I, I agree with you, and I think in the like you're right, absolutely. I guess what I was going to say is more like, don't just show me a bunch of scripts. Like, yeah, I'm, no, I'm the, the storyboards. Don't do the storyboards. Yeah, yeah that's, the storyboards exactly. That's uh, yeah. death. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can but barely look at like, my own if storyboards. If there's something that's just genuinely awesome, like that Spider-Man head or something, just yeah. They just I find like hilarious engaging. And you know what? That yeah, that means to me that you can you can write something entertaining or cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or you can think about production creatively like that. Yeah. That's that's great. I guess, you know, don't try to write what you think a television commercial should sound like. Yeah. Because that's the type of thing that it we're we're gonna be you know, we're gonna recoil yes. at, like a little bit. Yeah. So um but yes, I think that like if there was something like that that was innovative, it's like yeah, that's great. Um, but I I think that like yeah, I think it is 2017. It's good to see how you can apply a campaign idea across a a couple different things, right? You know, and maybe sometimes it isn't a couple. Di- it doesn't always have to be that. It can be tactical. It can be something that's just a thing without being part of a campaign. Yeah. It's just a cool thing yeah. that you did. 
I think that's absolutely like, you know, totally like uh, acceptable and and should be celebrated. So something doesn't have to be shut down because it's not part of like a a big idea three sixty campaign. Thing. Yeah, yeah. I think I think you know for students, I feel like it's just the thinking we want to see. Yeah. At the end of the day, like, oh, that's cool. That's the reaction. That's the reaction you, you want. Yeah. Oh, that's you cool. Get, and you just you like, hey, look at this thing I did. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You get enough creative directors to to say, oh man, that's cool. Yeah. And you're in. You're in. You have a job. So it's, All right. it's not even. I'm starting on Monday. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that's cool. And uh, how can uh, how can people follow you on the social medias or, or wherever they want to want to follow um, you in 2017? I, yeah, I don't tweet a lot, but no. you can uh, you can follow me at uh, <laughs> Saint Douchebag. Saint at know. Saint Douchebag. Yeah, S-T. it's a it's a it's an unfortunate handle that I picked <laughs> in the beginning of Twitter, not thinking it right. would go anywhere. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. Um, I know what that's like. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that, I think I'm the same on Instagram, so, okay. yeah. Yeah. St. Douchebag. Gonna get some followers. Um, not S-T, like, spelled out. Oh, spelled out St. Douchebag. Okay, yeah. got it. Now uh-huh. I, I'm just fixing that. Um, and, uh, you're over at Droga 5, and, uh, tell Ted we said hi, tell David we said hi, David's gonna I be like, I will do cool. that. Yeah, um, man. And, uh, and we will see you, uh, on the, on the, uh, interwebs. Matt, Thanks, know, man. And we should get a beer soon. Yeah, let's do that. I would love that. That sounds great. Thank you All so right. much for doing this. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's been fun. Yeah. See you soon. All right. See you. Bye. Bye. So that was my chat with Matt Ian. He's a really good guy. We uh, we talked about a lot of stuff. We've we we know the same people. We run in the same circles. And uh, you should look him up. This has been The A-List, brought to you by Ad House Advertising School. I'm Tom Chrisman. Thanks for listening. Please rate us and subscribe to the show on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you want to be interviewed for an upcoming episode, contact us through adhousenyc.com. The A-List is recorded at Gramercy Post in New York City. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for listening.